0: Welcome to Cretech Climate Cast, a podcast series devoted to educating, inspiring, and leading the built world to address the world's biggest crisis, climate change. I'm your host, Michael Beckerman, CEO of Cretech Climate, the leading voice for the real estate industry's commitment to climate tech. Join me each week for 20 minutes as we connect with the world's leading real estate and tech innovators from VCs, real estate companies, academic, and nonprofit sectors. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. It's Michael Beckerman. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Create Tech Climate Cast, where I talk to leaders who are helping to decarbonize the built environment. Today, I'm thrilled to have Rachel Steinberg, head of Mesa, on the podcast. Uh, Rachel, great to see you. Thanks for joining me on the podcast.
1: Thank you. Great to be here. I'm a big fan of the podcast.
0: Oh, thanks. You're very kind. So, you know, Rachel, one of the things is like I've been, as you know, my, this mission of, of mine and, and Cretech to, you know, to focus on helping the built world um understand the challenge and the opportunities in the race to net zero and when i make you know and i do my either keynotes or presentations or podcasts and things like that you know and i talk about the the, the nature of the sort of the crisis and the challenge but i always say you know there's great solutions that are on the market now, right? So while the challenge can seem overwhelming and daunting, one of the reasons, uh, besides many, that I, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast is because we're going to talk about a product, which I'm really excited about, which I've been following, that's working and delivering real energy savings and helping on the decarbonization front as well. So this one's really great because we can we can draw attention to a solution. And I think that's super, super important. So um, anyway, let's jump in. So tell us a little bit about you and your background leading up to your role today at Mesa.
1: Yeah, um, and and thank you for that mission. I just wanted to say that first, because I do feel like it's one of the most important things to just surface what we can all do today. Um, In general, I focused my career on taking cutting edge technology and using that to make it accessible to everyone so taking something very expensive putting in like the technology component to it and then bringing it down to an affordable price point or accessibility across across the world really um, so i actually had started in impact investing and when i saw what was most impactful everything at scale had some technology components i very quickly switched into into tech specifically into product Um, And the product role focuses on everything from taking an idea to launching and iterating. So really managing the whole, um, you know, ideation process through launch, through making it better over time as as a product. Um, and And I've also worked across industries in that. So I've been very loyal to product, but less loyal to a specific industry because there were several places where you could take cutting edge technology and make it accessible to everyone. So I've worked in Real estate tech to help people find homes more quickly. I worked in e-commerce to give parents better access to affordable baby products, Fintech mm-hmm. to enable people to get starter loans. Um, and now very focused on Mesa, which is <laughs> I'll give the quick intro to the product. yeah, please. Mesa offers simplified building controls, which means we have a mix of sensors and smart devices, plus a really smart backend optimization algorithm that then takes the data ingested from those sensors to be able to optimize energy use to cut carbon automatically and to just improve operations overall so that the occupants feel more comfortable in the space and that the operators can do less hands-on work and last minute, you know, fixing of everything in the building.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of of all the work, and I i read, and you can find it on the Mesa website. There's so many great case studies and you, uh, examples of the good work and the people and the companies that you're doing it for. Um, I wonder if if you could spend a minute or two just walking us back to the origins of Mesa, and I I know Mesa's Sidewalk Labs have had a wonderful relationship, had the privilege of having. Dan Doctoroff, the honor of having Dan Doctoroff on the podcast. Uh, uh, know many of your colleagues that have spoken at Crete Tech conferences as well. Hope to have you and some of your other colleagues in the future as well, grace our stages. What is the sort of the history of Sidewalk to Mesa? If you could fill us in uh, on that on that journey.
1: Yeah. So Sidewalk was an Alphabet urban innovation company, and it's now a unit within Google. And so it was always focused on creating, you know, better. Um, better, more diverse, more sustainable urban environments. Mm-hmm. And within that, there were four core products that have now moved into Google, including Mesa. So we still very much live with the sidewalk mission. We're all kind of one pod together with mm-hmm. within Google of, of all the sidewalk
0: products mm-hmm. terrific. And when you know when you think about Mesa and like you know, the impact that you're making in the marketplace today, You know, are, are there some examples where you could just either, and you don't want to mention the actual company give us like some real world practical applications where the product is working and the benefits of, you know, that that those that are deploying it are experiencing.
1: Yeah. And let me, let me zoom out quickly first to, to I think finish answering your last question of how does Mesa fit in with the sidewalk labs mission. So when Sidewalk wanted to better understand emissions. And of course, I mean, you say this all the time on your podcast, the the grave percentage of emissions from the real estate industry and from the built environment is is significant, 35 to 40% of global emissions. And so when looking at that number, Mesa uh, Mesa and Sidewalk Labs really wanted to understand, okay, how, how can we make a dent in that? And so all of the Sidewalk Labs products focus on sustainability, but within Mesa, we looked at dense cities like New York and we were like, okay, where are the, where are the building emissions coming from? And then we right. saw, okay, there's 3% of, of the building stock or 15% of their square footage is contributing 29% of the emissions and that's commercial buildings. Mm-hmm. And so commercial buildings, especially the older buildings are big emitters. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to make an easy solution for those buildings. So Mesa is intended for more, you know, budget conscious, commercial buildings Um, and to give you a little glimpse into some of the customer
0: yeah some of the
1: customer solutions that we that we've been focused on Um, so with return to work being still very hybrid there's a lot of offices in our um in our customer set who have you know very flexible work schedules and so what mesa can do in those cases is you you know you you don't have someone on site all the time to monitor. Okay, is like Wednesday afternoon off? Is right. Friday no one's in the office? Like, oh, okay, now there's an off site in the office on on Monday that's not usually there. And so, what we've tried to do is offer those buildings an automated way to cut carbon and to cut emissions through HVAC um, by just using you know very basic occupancy patterns, just from motion detection, pretty much like the same sensors that offices would have. I hate to admit it, like on the back of their toilets to see like will it flush or not flush. Sure. Um, and so, using several of the of the patterns of zone level temperature and humidity and occupancy, as well as indoor and outdoor weather, Mesa can automate when the HVAC is on like you know full blast for for people in the space, or when it's set back if no one's going to be in the space for a long time, including long weekends or Friday, no one's in the office, or one person might be in one corner of the office, and it'll adjust for that. So that's one example. Um, and then another example is just on the comfort side. So a lot of spaces are overheated or overcooled, often overcooled. And so yeah. what Mesa does is it, it has um, comfort buttons with, with hot. you know, are you too hot? Or are you too cold in this zone or this space or this conference room? And it will take those patterns of complaints and then adjust the heating and cooling to make sure spaces don't overheat or overcool. Um, mm-hmm. Another area where we've been effective is, is around if windows or doors, but mostly windows are open when they shouldn't be. So like in oh, the wow. middle of the winter, yeah. <laughs> everyone's away on like holiday vacation when, you know, w- window could have been left open. The temperatures will go, you know, into the teens and, and no one knows. And so pipes freeze or the space, you know, is incredibly cold. And so making sure that there's at the very least warnings for that. Um, And then at the same time, also not throwing like air conditioning money out the window when there's
0: huge (laughs) windows open. Right. Very cool. Very cool. I, I would, I hope I'm sure you're going to tell me that um, I'm always looking for sort of good news on this climate journey that I'm on, um, that you're seeing that there is increasing demand today for the Mesa solution, right? Like I got to hope that, like you said, the return to work, tenants, landlords want to create the healthiest environments that, you know, there's a heightened sense of awareness, obviously about uh, the the climate crisis. So, you know, I I would hope that you're going to tell me that, give me some good news, right? (laughs) There is increasing demand that you're seeing for the product in the marketplace today.
1: Yeah there there's certainly yes yes good good news on that <laughs> there's certainly <laughs> increasing demand both from like the tenant and occupant yeah. perspective as you were saying of employees one like don't want to be in an office space that e- either is completely uncared for or is you know just isn't sustainable on some level because people are voting more and more with their feet and then when you go to the the building operator building manager or landlord side they're also getting increasingly um i would say concerned about <laughs> about many things on climate but regulations a big one as well as sure. a lot of a, a lot of customers come to us and they're like we just we care we care about this issue in a way that i i didn't see the same um, passion around it a couple even a couple of years ago
0: yeah i'd love to also get your thoughts rachel given that you've spent you know so much of your illustrious career in different industries, you know when i when I think about the scale of the challenge in you know decarbonizing the built environment, it just feels so massive to me. Um, I do believe uh, that the 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 solutions are all in technology that I'm not one to focus on the political environment. I don't think that's the answer. There's a role for government, sure, but that's not the answer. I'm not. I always believe that, you know, technology is where we're going to get the great solutions and that if the market can find a, that solution, adopt it and it's got great ROI for them, that's how we're going to solve the problem. Uh, that's my personal view. When you think about the real estate industry, given the other industries you've been in, what, what sort of like strikes you as this industry, you know, that's unique about it or that, you know, when you think about where Mesa sits in the built environment, you know, do, are you confident that the industry is ready to adopt all these solutions that are available? Cause they are there today. Yeah.
1: So I, so basically I think that's a great question. Cause there, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, one is I also believe in the power of technology. Sure. But Two, two is that I, I love the real estate industry. I've always loved it, even as a little kid, I, mm-hmm. you know, for, for, for many reasons, um, different family members, but also just looking around New York City and being like, wow, you know, yeah. like Same. a big part of life. Um, and I, I've seen that the real estate industry is more and more open to solutions across the board because- one, with COVID, I think everyone realized, yes, we need to improve quite quickly in, in certain ways. And, oh, technology can help quite a bit. I know that it is a risk-averse industry.
0: Yes. At the
1: same time, I think that people have really seen a lot improve in the home that mm-hmm. then carries into work as well. Mm-hmm. And and work could be all of real estate, but but in general, like offerings technology products have increased in people's homes quite dramatically. Sure. And so that cannot not spill over, meaning that will spill over to, mm-hmm. to the work environment too. Um, but one of the things that Mesa has tried to do is to take all of the concerns of real estate and almost eliminate them within our product, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, when when we were first looking into what we should do within this space, we spoke to a lot of different stakeholders. And we heard the complaints and and we felt them too, because we've tested a bunch of different sensors and technologies ourselves. And the complaints were around, I need 10 different logins because there's no one solution that everything. It's incredibly expensive. And that is both because of a ton of customization, as well as a ton of work to get it installed. And it's just not quite what we want. (laughs) You know, it's just not, it's like some, some things were being force fit. And there was a lot of emphasis on data, not action. And data, I think, is very helpful. But at the same time, if you could go the extra step and help people e- ease up their jobs, that, that does a bit more. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think as somebody that's been focused on, you know, quote unquote, prop tech for, say, 10 years or so, you're right. Like, so much of that feedback that you just talked about that you got from, you know, the marketplace is what I hear all the time right? Which is, okay, it's really hard to adopt all these disparate solutions. Um, some of these solutions are really great, but it's not really my my, my problem as a landlord. It Or, um, you know, I'm a little, you, you also hear about, you know, it's risk averse, like you said, and you're right, as it relates to technology, but not as an ecosystem, right? I mean, like, we right, are right. in New I'm York, nervous. I'm in New York, like, <laughs> I tell people all the time when they say, oh my gosh, the real estate industry is risk averse. I'm like, have you been to Hudson Yards? Do you know how risky that was to build that? we related related. Right, right. You took like a rail yard and you built a city. on. I mean, that's risk. It's about technology risk because what if that startup fails? What if it, you know, it's, I don't have the the infrastructure to be able to adopt all that. So I think it's wonderful that Mesa and obviously within the larger context of google is is focused on our ecosystem um, i would love to just like unpack that a little bit more what else did you learn or have you learned from sort of like your customers like that they're thinking about what's on their mind and then cuz i think then we can all understand how to provide more solutions for them as it relates to you know a product like yours
1: yeah, yeah. so i think overall user experience is a huge piece of what prop tech has to solve for. And the complexity in that is the multiple stakeholders. So to me, that's almost like the heart of so many of the challenges within product, because you have within product for real estate, yeah. because you have so many stakeholders that all have slightly different incentives from to the building operator, to the asset manager, to the landlord. Um, and so what you want to do within products is make sure that there's a great user experience for all of them. And, and that's very hard to achieve. And so I think the state you know, you, you don't want, <laughs> there could be an amazing product that like truly helps building operators to do their jobs much better, but it could be incredibly aesthetically unpleasing in the tenant space, <laughs> you know, so you don't want that. So you really do have to align the product end to end for all of the stakeholders. The other thing that we've seen is just kind of going back to what I was saying before, just like ongoing discovery that, that takes a very long time. Um, And, and what I mean is like, there's just a a lot of complexity that sometimes I find like builds up and builds up in a way that products can solve for if they're a little bit either more simply explained or better, you know, even just better marketing materials, making the product clear, I think is very important Um, because there's a lot of questions that as a stakeholder in real estate, you need to know to ask them that I think are hard to know. You need to know to ask those questions. (laughs) By that, I mean, you don't know, okay, I should ask like, is there additional wiring? How long would the install take? What? Where do I get the data? Who owns the data? Where? You know, just the series the series of questions I feel like get discovered one email at a time or one call at a time, and so I think the the reducing asymmetric information is also an important piece of the puzzle.
0: That's such great insight. You better be careful, Rachel, because I think when the when the tech sector. Here's this podcast, you're going to get like a thousand emails for advice, (laughs) like how to position a product in the marketplace. Cause that's, that's such great advice. It sounds so, you know, intuitive or so sort of obvious in a sense, but it's really not. And a lot of what I see, it's not the value prop is not very clear on, on first discovery. And I'm sure that that journey then along the way for the customer, it's not so organically intuitive for them.
1: Yeah, you can look at 20 different products that are all focused on some level of energy optimization. And I mean, at at least I'll speak for myself, and I will not be able to tell you what they all do. Right. You know, they all say this like similar things, but some of them, in fact, have controls. Some of them have a bunch of custom work. Some of them have have no controls, but provide really valuable data. And it's incredibly hard to figure out like what everything actually does. And that goes for every, you know, vertical
0: yeah yeah it's great um just uh two final questions for me i i and I, I you know this is is my the audience knows that that listens and watches like this is not advertorial that nobody pays me to have guests on this is because i i dig you know mesa and rachel and the team and you know i think the product's cool and i've heard great things so i want them on my podcast it's my podcast i do whatever the heck i want um but make, make the pitch for us like I'm a landlord. I've got an existing building somewhere in some, you know, Philadelphia, New York or you know or 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 whatever, Omaha and tell me about this product and why I should be using it.
1: Yeah. So and and it goes back to what I was saying before, like we looked at all the problems of, yeah. of what controls do and we you know, went on the whiteboard and we're like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Oh. We're not going to do that. Um, so going, going back to the pitch, so Mesa is an affordable, easy install building controls product. And, and what that means is that we have given an all-in-one package offering that gives you all the data you'd want about your space to improve operations. But at the same time, the controls that help you cut wasted energy, help you cut carbon, make sure that things are not being left on when they shouldn't be left on and ensure that you have the information you need for things like preventative maintenance so that <laughs> you're not going to go like, into into extreme insurance situations or increased premiums. Um, but, but the main goals that MESA has, and, and again, like this is for commercial buildings without a building mm-hmm. management system.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it really is for buildings that otherwise are, are sort of black boxes in terms of what's going on inside of them. Um, but we focus very much on, on affordability and ROI. Those are the, the main value propositions. And that starts with an incredibly easy install because everything is pre-commissioned and pre-configured before it gets to the customer. Um, and then just like an, an, easy, <laughs> an easy experience where people can see what's happening within their space. What does the trend data look like and, and what's being saved?
0: Beautiful. Great. Well done. Well done. Sold me. I don't have any real estate, but if I did, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Finally, uh, Rachel, I'd just love to get a little bit of uh, sort of insight from you. You know, at Google, Um, clearly uh, somebody like myself who consumes so much content on sustainability and climate, uh, I I am very, very inspired by a lot of what is coming out of Google, Um, the messages and the um, investments and in the products like Mesa. From your perspective, uh, w- w- you know what is it like? You know what is your thoughts on this the Google sustainability sort of focus, and w- what might that be like for you to work within that massive ecosystem?
1: Yeah, I, it, it's been amazing. I mean, it truly has. Google is the first major company to become carbon neutral. It's also the first major company. <laughs> <laughs> um. And ba- thank you. Although it's probably say it's not quite my work. Um, the, first, the first major company to match 100 percent of annual electricity use with renewables, and then by 2030, Google has the aim to become the first, um, or not the first, but to be one of the first major companies to operate 24 seven carbon free.
0: Yeah, that's great. We're all we're all. Uh, extremely uh, pleased about that as well because um the great work that you're doing on the product side with Mesa uh, the great leadership that we see from Google in 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 an era where we need you know as much corporate real leadership it's there i know it's there and so that's it's just wonderful and i appreciate all your great work um you know it's it's wonderful that we have people like you in our ecosystem in the built environment focused on Sustainability, you know, you started a podcast talking about impact and, you know, you, you, inspire me, honestly, Rachel, that of all the things that you could be doing, this is the tough one. We know it. You know, I know the decarbonization of the billboard is probably the single toughest challenge that exists in terms of sustainability in an industry, right? I mean, it's so massive and that we've been under investing in it. And uh, technology and climate, but with with your help and your leadership and your teams at Mesa, I, I know we're we're going to make a, a significant impact. So thanks so much for joining me on the podcast and all you and your colleagues' wonderful leadership.
1: Thank you, Michael, and thank you for focusing so much on this issue. I feel like one of the most important ways we can make an impact is just reducing asymmetric information on on it. So thank you.
0: Oh, I have one other final question I didn't ask. Yeah. What does Mesa mean? I should have oh, it up. So,
1: yeah. So, so Mesa. <laughs> I think sometimes people come to me and they're like, "What? What does it stand for?" And they'll yeah, like, i will "Yeah, what is I it?" it? But it, um, but it truly is the like a, a mesa mountaintop. So it's basically a, a mountain with the peak chopped off, which, which is called a mesa. And So what we try to do is we try to reduce the energy peaks in buildings. So that's where the name comes from. I, I don't think most people know that.
0: No, I didn't know that. It's clever. It's clever. Kudos to, the, to whoever came up with it. It's pretty cool. Anyway, we
1: actually came up with it as a team, which I feel like is the nice part. We're very like team driven, and we had a name storming. And oh my
0: it. gosh, I'd love to have been a fly in the wall on that one. What names you got? You all came There were up a lot of other funny yeah, names. Yeah, did you save them all? Did you save the list? And look back at yeah, them. And we have like, a picture of it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Anyway. Rachel, thanks so much for joining the podcast. Great to spend time with you. Thank
1: you, thank you.
0: If you wanna hear more about top industry trends, please hit subscribe and join us on this journey to reimagine real estate. If you've enjoyed listening to this week's episode, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. To stay up to date on leading climate tech trends and topics, Join the Cretec climate community by clicking the link in our bio. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you join us next week.